This is a Suno India production and you're listening to Science and Us. Hi, this is Rakesh and this is Menaka for this episode of Science and Us. So what is today's episode about Menaka? So yes, I've been thinking about the so-called mystery fevers. Have you ever wondered about the news of mystery fevers that keep coming up every now and then? Just this September if you recall. You mean stories from UP? Disturbing reports are coming in. The western UP's Ferozabad. The suspicious viral fever is so severe that children are constantly being admitted to hospital. So yes, some areas in western UP, especially Ferozabad, had an outbreak of these so-called mystery fevers. Later, a central team found that the fevers were due to dengue and some due to leptospirosis and scrub typhus are governments investigating these cases properly i mean isn't that why these are a mystery we can talk about how governments are not investigating these cases properly but the fact is many areas are getting diseases they did not experience earlier one of the reasons this is happening is climate change i mean apart from rapid urbanization among other factors yes we know climate change does impact the way diseases spread right yes i wanted to find out how exactly it happens i spoke to senior scientist ramesh dhiman ramesh dhiman is an entomologist he studies insects and specifically those which spread diseases such as mosquitoes he recently retired from the national institute of malaria research in delhi in the 80s when he started his career he was looking at how the climatic conditions affected the spread of vector borne diseases you see climate affects the vector which in turn affects the way diseases are spread can you explain vector to us yes vector in this context means an insect or an animal which carries the germs and spreads diseases we have a whole program in the government for this called the national vector borne disease control program as i said dimon has been investigating diseases for decades first the idea was just to investigate how the climate affects the vectors For example, what temperature and humidity is suitable for the Anopheles mosquitoes that spreads malaria to become more dense in an area? Soon they started looking at the impact of climate change. After 1990 we have seen the temperature it is starting sharply increasing. So then we in addition to just relationship between climate and disease impact of climate change also we have started learning. And when we did modeling by doing modeling then we realized what is happening on ground we say himalayan areas are likely to be affected whether it is really affected so then we set up some field units and we studied and found yes it is really affecting because mosquitoes availability and this change in the environment and the diseases are felt by the communities living in these areas too we have even felt the opinion of communities also in the field they are very much concerned they say yes nowadays it is very warm in himalayan area they were not having the mosquitoes now they are having mosquito biting they are feeling because of the high migration and because of the rise in temperature mosquito activities has also increased so they are feeling so community is aware global warming induced climate change brings about extreme changes in the weather this can bring about change in disease occurrence often a place where one disease was never found earlier suddenly surfaces the major changes that we are seeing 
is in the Himalayan region. We have to understand climate change in the context of ecology. Like if there are changes in the climate, it will affect the ecology of the area. And that ecology will affect the habitat of the mosquito vector. And because of the changes in the ecology, then the vector's survival, succession will be affected and it will affect the epidemiology. So in epidemiology of say vector-borne disease, distribution first of all is very important. So time of disease occurrence is likely to change. And the place, there are some areas where the disease is not present as of now, but it may be present because of the climate change. So these are the impacts on epidemiology. I always put a question, what has changed? Whether climate has changed, whether urbanization or lifestyle of people, like dengue has penetrated in rural areas. So what has changed? In addition to climate, Malaria, for instance, is now found in Himalayan regions in Uttarakhand. So, regarding the malaria as such, the impact we have assessed even in the future impact of climate change also. So, it will affect either increase in the incidence, decrease in the incidence, no impact at all, or there may be some new foci, particularly in the Himalayan region, which are likely to open. We have undertaken some work. We have generated the data and we have found in Himalayan region, particularly in, in Nanital district, that some foci which were not there, now we have malaria. And it was in the top of hills, the villages which are accessible, very difficult to accessible, but malaria has penetrated into the Himalayan region. So this is the impact on epidemiology. When we go further detail, we have seen in Assam, because of deforestation, a new vector which was very, very in low density, like anophrase tulip species, this vector's density has increased. Earlier, the vector was anophrase minimus, but with deforestation, anophrase tulip species density has increased very high. And this paper has come up recently, today only, you can see from the Journal of Vector Bone Disease. So, this is the impact. The vector which was dominant. It may not be dominant now, so other vector will take over. So this is the impact of climate change on the ecology. One example I will give you from Karnataka. 20-30 years back, there is a Malnad area in Karnataka that used to be highly endemic for malaria. Because of deforestation, clearing of vegetation, the vector Anopheles fluvetilis, which was prevalent, it got exterminated. So, because of the clearing of forest, the breeding habitats of Anopheles fluvetilis were destroyed and now that area does not have malaria. So, this is the impact, sometimes positive, sometimes negative. So, you can see the impact on of climate change on vector bone disease. I'm not sure what foci means. Foci means focus, means an area which is a new area is showing the presence of disease. So, it's a disease focus. Right. I get it that when the monsoons are untimely, we get untimely disease spread, like an outbreak of dengue or malaria. But how does heat affect mosquito growth? Yes, I asked Diman the same thing. He said three factors are important for the biology of the mosquito. The temperature, rainfall and relative humidity. 
say temperature and rainfall and relative humidity these three factors are very important in the biology of mosquitoes so here i will emphasize only mosquitoes otherwise there are ticks sand flies mites these are also the vectors of disease so the temperature affects the development life cycle of mosquitoes for example so the time of in completion of egg larva pupa and adult this time may differ depending on the temperature so life cycle of mosquito can be completed in 10 days if the temperature is very good means 28 degree if the temperature is 20 degree it will take one month if the temperature is 15 degree it will take two months so the impact of temperature is direct on the life cycle of mosquito so it takes longer time so temperature enhances the density the best temperature i will say 24 to 26 degree best conditions so in forested areas tribal forested areas this temperature is most of the time prevalent like jharkhand chatisgarh why that is highly endemic for malaria because this air condition temperature is present for most of the time and there is no cold winters like 10 degree 8 degree temperature is not there so there you will find a 10 to 11 months suitable for transmission so when we are concerned about climate change if the temperature is low nowadays and it becomes suitable because of the increase in temperature so the areas which are not suitable now they may be having the suitability of vectors and another important point is thresholds for development of parasite in the body of mosquito like in malaria in literature we find that 18 to 32 degree is suitable for transmission of malaria parasite the areas which are having 15 degree they may not be having malaria so if the temperature becomes 18 degree they will have the suitability of malaria so we have published some work and we have seen that himalayan region shows new foci of malaria wherein as on today there is no transmission but likely to have transmission because of the rise in temperature so this is the impact of temperature on the life cycle of mosquito and the impact is on the development of parasite in the body of mosquito and regarding humidity say rainfall creates breeding habitats the areas like rajasthan gujarat where there is scarcity of water if there is good rainfall there will be stagnation of water and if the water stagnates for a longer time it will create the breeding habitats for mosquito and the resultant humidity it helps in survival of the mosquitoes if the humidity is 70 to 80% the survival will be very comfortable if the humidity is 40% the mosquitoes will not be able to survive for a longer time so te by temperature i mentioned that 18 to 32 degree temperature is the stability range but if the mosquito do not survive for 12 days the transmission will not be complete so this survival of mosquito is very very important on the humidity so rainfall results into very good humidity if there are no rainfalls mosquito breeding will go on but they will not be having longer survival so that the development of that parasite may not be there so this is the impact of temperature and rainfall these are very critical factors there is another factor to add to this mix indoor household temperature in some places even if the air was cold outside the mosquitoes could survive in houses we have seen in parts of uh, almora district 
that the outdoor temperature was very low. We were not thinking that it will be suitable for transmission. But the mosquitoes we collected from the houses, they were found positive for the malaria. Antigens of malaria parasite. So it means transmission was going on. The indoor temperature was suitable, but the outdoor temperature was cold. So you see, this aspect very little has been studied, but we, we I will say, focus this area also. That when we talk about temperature, we talk only about air temperature. We never talk about the indoor temperature. So indoor temperature is quite different than the outdoor temperature. When it is cold outside, if there is some muddy house, its temperature will be suitable. You will not feel cold in a muddy house. It will be warmer. So this was very striking to see that transmission can continue in such a situation. So we emphasize the importance of indoor and outdoor temperature. Now one word I saw in many studies related to climate change and vector-borne diseases was vectorial capacity. I asked him what it really means. So now let me explain vectorial capacity. It is a very technical word. It means capacity of vector to transmit the disease. So in the formula of vectorial capacity, there are four components. And all these four components are affected by climatic conditions. There is proportion of mosquitoes in the context of population. It means density of vectors. Then biting rate. Man biting rate, how many mosquitoes bite human beings. Then comes survival. The probability of survival of mosquitoes to one day. And then the developmental time of vector, uh, that pathogen in the body of mosquito. Extrinsic incubation period. These four factors, these four components of vectoral capacity, all are affected by temperature and rainfall. Like extrinsic incubation period. I have already mentioned, if the temperature is say 26, 28 degree, the extrinsic incubation period of malaria will be 10 days. If it is 16 degree, it may take 50 days. So this is the impact of temperature on vectorial capacity. Biting rate. The biting rate is all, when it say in human beings also, human beings take meal when they feel comfortable temperature. So, at a high temperature, the digestion of blood meal will be faster. So, if a mosquito takes blood meal and the temperature is 30 degrees, so it will digest very quickly. Again, it will go for feed. So, number of feeds of mosquito will increase. Digestion will be faster. So, the rate of transmission will be faster. You mean the mosquitoes digest the blood meal faster in hotter temperatures? Yes. That increases the frequency of biting. So the chances of transmitting the disease increases. So if there are a lot of mosquitoes in one area, the chances of disease spreading is higher. Wow. So how do scientists find out if there are more mosquitoes or less? You won't believe it, but by actually collecting mosquitoes. In field, we monitor the density of mosquitoes by collecting and we calculate, say, one person goes in the houses with the help of suction tube, they collect the mosquitoes. Then we determine how many mosquitoes are collected by one person in one hour. So we say man hour density. One person, how many mosquitoes he has collected in one hour. This is the density and the blood meal is examined by techniques. We bring the mosquitoes in the lab 
and then we determine the blood that the mosquito has taken the blood of human beings, cattle, or dog, or cats, like the birds also we have seen. But it depends. If a mosquito does not feed on human beings, it will not be able to transmit the disease. So there are some vectors which take say 80% feeding on human beings. Some vectors only 5 to 10%. So if the 5 to 10% mosquitoes feed, they require very high density. And the vector which is 80% feeding on human beings, even a very low density of that vector, that cluvetilis is the vector, so that can transmit in low density. I asked him where they find the mosquitoes in communities. Mosquitoes usually they are find sitting in the corners of the houses. In the corners of the houses and housing structure is also important. In well ventilated, well lighted, cement plastered houses, mosquitoes do not rest. They rest, the preferred place is mud plastered houses, thatched houses. They sit on the roof, tiled roof wooden roof. So we collect mosquitoes from the corners. Sometimes they are sitting resting on clothes. So with the help of suction tube, mosquitoes are collected and they are transferred to test tubes and we bring them and they determine how many mosquitoes one person has collected in one hour. So then the density of that particular mosquito is determined. So all these factors like density of mosquitoes, how much it bites human beings and its survival they all depend on the climate, right? Yeah, that's right. So what about dengue? Why has it spread to so many areas in the country? The spread of dengue is closely linked to urbanization, not just climate change. As Diman said, we need to see what has changed. It could be temperature or urbanization or even ways of living. I will explain how climate change is affecting dengue. Uttarakhand in 2009 First time we saw the outbreak of dengue. That was in Lalkua Haldwani area. After that, you are seeing, I think, every year in Dehradun, Haldwani, this area is reporting dengue outbreaks. In Himachal Pradesh also, dengue was not reported, but now we have witnessed outbreaks of dengue. So, this is not only climate change, but because of the lifestyle and changes in the urbanization. So, you have mentioned somewhere urbanization, climate change, these two issues, and then water supply. If there are some illegal colonies, they do not have water supply. So, they have to provide water through tanks. That is not sufficient, so they have to store water. So, the stored water practices, they result into breeding of Aedes mosquitoes. And the climate which was not suitable earlier, nowadays, good breeding Dense, high density, good survival is possible, so transmission continues. And because of migration, frequent migration brings in the malaria, dengue virus. There are so many persons, asymptomatic persons are also there in dengue. So, frequent migration disseminates the parasite or virus of any disease. So, migration, climate change, urbanization, ecology, all these factors are very important in the dynamics. Dengue has penetrated in rural areas. So what has changed? In addition to climate, piped water supply has been introduced in villages. In Madhya Pradesh, we have seen outbreaks of dengue because in villages. So that piped water supply is not for 24 hours. So again, water storage practices 
even in rural areas they did not use the water storage earlier but now they are storing water so with the storage of water the breeding of it is mosquito starts and now we find dengue in rural areas also areas in the country are rapidly becoming urban or peri urban but their local governments are not able to catch up with this phenomenon in 2016 i reported from a village near noida which had a similar mystery fever problem the village was filthy the villagers said that nobody had cleaned up i discovered that the village had suddenly come under noida's municipal corporation limits and there was a gap in the transfer of municipal services like sanitation water supply and health Diman and his team use temperature records to determine how climatic changes will affect the spread of diseases. They can then determine the disease profile in an area. How do we study climate change impacts? One is indirect based on the climate models. For whole country we know what was the temperature 30 years back and what is the temperature now. so we determine how much change in climatic condition is there so that we can find out that say 1 degree 2 degree 3 degree district wise you can see from our published work we have determined for the whole country and what will be the future scenario so th- those also temperatures are available in climate models there is one paper in journal of vector borne disease in 2019 we worked in himachal uh, uttarakhand and that shows what did we study we studied what is the rise in temperature and we demonstrated in the area of nanital district that yes temperature has increased and this increased temperature has affected the density of vectors so the vectors which were available for 3 4 months now they are available for 7 to 8 months and their density has also increased many times so temperature has risen density has increased and the presence of disease malaria has also been reported so this was a prospective study we studied for 5 years and we demonstrated that yes climate is changing it is affecting the high density of vectors and because of this we find some new foci of malaria in the himalayan region definitely three changes we have to see what is the change in climatic conditions was it suitable not suitable or it has become more suitable so from those point of view we have to see at least 30 years back data and then we can determine that there is some change in climatic conditions if we have the old data of mosquito density in case of nanital we were having we were having a field station earlier so we compared with that data and we found a lot of changes 180 mosquitoes per man hour and earlier it was 20 30 and the expansion means uh, in time also it has expanded it is available for 78 months high density of mosquitoes diman told me that if for example we look for records of rainfall and malaria you can model what can happen 30 years later too rainfall and malaria and we found yes if there is rainfall malaria will increase in this month if there is shortage of rainfall there may not be outbreak if there is very high rainfall at the particular time in rajasthan we have studied rainfall at the threshold of transmission is important if there is rainfall in winters or after post monsoon that is of no use for transmission point of view so 
after studying this so we call it climate variability over a period of one year two year five year ten years this is variation in the climatic condition so this variation leads to outbreaks sometimes because all of a sudden heavy rainfall in rajasthan it creates breeding habitat and survival as i already explained so it leads to outbreak so after studying this relationship then we studied the climate change impacts in future scenario so rather we have studied by 2030 50s 80s those climatic temperatures models are available which provide the data of temperature humidity by the year 2100 so that is theoretical modeling but on ground also we have seen and felt yes climate is changing and it is affecting the disease dynamics so while studying the relationship then we found that climate change is also an emerging issue means it is looking beyond 30 years and prospectively otherwise in our country we were not thinking we were i will say we work in fire fighting mode means concurrently what is happen we solve that problem but climate change taught us that we should plan for 30 years ahead of time so for doing the, with the community the, the national program is planning at the community level means through health education this should be done and the health adaptation plan is being prepared for all the endemic areas for all the disease and that is say i will say government is doing moving in a very right direction there are many other diseases too that are spreading in different parts of the country for example dimman and his colleagues found cutaneous leishmaniasis in himachal pradesh what is cutaneous leishmaniasis leishmaniasis is kala azar kala azar is spread through sand flies which reside in moist humid environments Kala azar is a potentially fatal disease if not treated and cutaneous leishmaniasis is the same disease that affects the skin this disease is mostly found in bihar parts of jharkhand west bengal and uttar pradesh dimon says it has now spread to himachal pradesh but there is one other disease cutaneous leishmaniasis so in himachal pradesh there is focus of cutaneous leishmaniasis in three four districts shimla mandi Innor, these are having cutaneous leishmaniasis. This is a quite endemic. We have surveyed in most of the villages you find the cases, but there is no proper recording of the disease. There is no surveillance mechanism, so we are not sure how much is the actual burden. Since the disease was never found in these places, it is difficult for health professionals to detect them. Another such disease is Casanova forest disease or KFD. This is again a fatal disease for some. It is spread by ticks that reside in animals of the forest, such as monkeys. There is another disease, Casanova forest disease. It is in Karnataka. KFD commonly called it. It was confined to Shimoga district of Karnataka, but now we have seen outbreaks in Kerala, parts of Goa. So it is also spreading. So this disease, you can say, it has spread. so what are the region we have find out and rather some bioclimatic factor so the contiguous area is likely to have kfd because it requires presence of forest so that the vector tick tick which transmits the disease that survival is possible in the forest there is good amount of rainfall vegetation cover on the floor also there must be vegetation so this is the ecology of that tick so ecology of tick is met in such areas 
so some contiguous areas of karnataka some parts of maharashtra goa where that type of vegetation is there and climate is suitable we have identified the suitability that southern india is quite suitable but in very cold region it is not there so when the heavy rainfall is there the ticks come out after huge breeding and from november the transmission starts november december up to may is the transmission season of kfd so we should be concerned about such diseases so kfd i i say it has spread it in recent times and we have seen and there are changes in ecology also so i say always say climate affects the ecology either say if there are heavy rains there may be stagnation of water or there may be flushing of breeding habitats in case of mosquitoes if there is drought maybe the ticks will come out in high density and transmission may be more so there are some factors which need research biman said that there is no surveillance mechanisms for diseases such as scrub typhus and kft the problem is we do not have any surveillance mechanism for this national program has surveillance for six major diseases but scrub typhus cutaneous leishmaniasis and kfd is no surveillance mechanism so we do not have the exact distribution and presence of disease in the country diman said that our health systems are relatively swift in an emergency but the system is unable to take sustained action against an ongoing problem our system is a, in working in emergency we are very nice whenever there is emergency we immediately take action and we solve the problem but that i am again telling that sustenance is not there like in dengue in up there is no surveillance mechanism for vectors we do not know what is the density of vectors in some municipal areas in the country they are having biologists who monitor the density and we can find out that yes density has increased in alarming situation but in smaller districts like like in uttar pradesh it happened in i think firozabad yeah so there is no system so immediately we hush up we undertake entomological work we exterminate the breeding of aedes mosquitoes and diagnosis important we undertake prompt diagnosis so this is what we do in field in emergency but on long run if the area is new no areas also respond very quickly so the problem becomes in highly endemic areas because like malaria why it is highly endemic in jharkhand chhattisgarh people are also used to bear this disease if there is some new area in himalchal pradesh or himalayan uttarakhand we tell them that this disease has come but highly endemic areas people also do not respond very nicely and quickly now with coronavirus pandemic our systems are struggling so much with new diseases it will become harder right yes climatic changes and diseases that will follow will probably only make it harder for our health systems which are already challenged thank you for listening to this episode of science and us you can listen to more episodes on our website sunoindia.in or on any other podcast app of your choice Suno India is an independent media organization which relies on listeners to support our work. So please consider contributing by visiting the support us page on our website sunoindia.in.